0: Hi there. You're listening to F&B Soundbites, a podcast on hot topics, trends, and challenges for professionals in the food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Hamish McCook. Joining me today, we have Sue Bradley and Matt Ensor. Um, So Sue leads Becker's industrial digital business. Sue's passionate about helping businesses realize the value new technologies can have to vastly improve their performance in that increasingly competitive landscape. So uh, welcome, Sue.
1: Oh, thanks Hamish
0: <laughs> great and um, and Matt Ensor Matt is uh, passionate about the benefits of introducing artificial intelligence into communication and he leads the development of a, of our range of market leading AI tools for um, public consultation and engagement. So Matt is also the lead researcher for a government project to forecast the likely mode shift away from cars and public transport to micro mobility. Um, and he also has a um, a particular passion in what we'll learn is uh, NLP AI, which we'll talk about in a minute. Welcome, Matt. Yeah, thanks, Hamish. Today's discussion is about uh, artificial intelligence and uh, people may be wondering why this is worth talking about. And I um, I thought this is absolutely essential. Uh, I've just been absolutely blown away by uh, some of the things that we've been seeing and in some cases doing with AI and the very real performance improvements that um, are accessible to us right now through, through using AI. So I, I did want to bring um, two of the best on board here to talk with you all today um, and have a discussion about about what's happening in artificial intelligence and specifically as it pertains to food and beverage as well. So first off, uh, Matt, I have a quick question for you. Um, as the elder statesman in AI and Becca, are you able to just quickly give us a, a very brief sort of long-term view of where we've come from and, and where we
2: are in terms of AI and its progression? Yeah, Hamish, I mean, what you said about it you know, suddenly becoming an important, it sort of plays to the history of AI. I mean, AI was invented, must be coming on about 40 40 years ago, but really not much happened. in terms of the world and, until just recently. And and that's simply because of the improvements in computing power. So what we can do right now is um, phenomenal compared to last year. Um, and we're seeing improvements you know, month on month. So it's actually quite a, an exciting field to be part of because every month you can do things you couldn't do the month before. Someone described to me, AI is a bit like medicine. So you can understand the human body, but actually there's there's a lot of different things that you can specialize. So um, in AI, a lot of people know about machine learning, which is how algorithms effectively go into data um, and learn from the data so that they can draw conclusions. There's uh, visual recognition where AI learns and understands about what it's seeing in photos or, or videos. There's robotics. Um, the area that I'm leading here is what's called natural language processing. So this is the way that AI can understand conversations. It can understand written texts. Uh, effectively, it can work out what you're talking about, uh, what's important, and, and then use that to, to build insights. The exciting thing about this is uh, even in a firm like ours, you know, we're very used to analyzing numbers. Um, and in fact, if things aren't numerical, we'll try to turn them into numbers. Uh, we don't need to do that anymore. With NLP AI, we can feed in, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions of documents, or we can talk to hundreds, thousands, millions of people uh, and process the insights that are in that and, and provide them in, in new ways. And so for organizations that can take advantage of that type of information, you know, that, that's incredible. Wow. So I'm going to need you to give me an example, I think, actually, Matt, to make that more real. We have clients that have a lot of contact with the public. So one of our clients um, gets a lot of feedback uh, on their services to the point where you know, they gave us 15,000 pieces of feedback and they're just not capable of reading that feedback. They're not capable of responding to it. Uh, and so if you're a customer of, of this business, you're probably you know a little bit annoyed. It really it just seems to disappear into an empty uh, you know, black hole. And so what we've done is we've run all those all those fourteen thousand pieces of feedback through and provided a dashboard so that the client can see exactly what people are talking about what they're angry about what they're happy about you know what the trends are in terms of people becoming more annoyed about particular things or what the firm is what the organization's trying to trying to address is that having any impact now it would have been it would have taken a team of 10 people months to do that Uh, we turned that around in a few days that's the impact of AI. Just imagine uh, what competitive advantage that, that can give a firm. That's, um, that's actually really interesting. So from my, my history dealing with um,
0: food and consumer feedback on food, that would have been really useful, actually. So And, and what you do, you, you want lots of consumer engagement with your brand. So I'm thinking this that's, uh, you've, you've got a particular organization there, but I think that, that potentially could have lots of different applications, actually. That's, that's really, really interesting. Thank yeah. you. So, Sue, so you, you're working with industry and in, in around this. Where are you seeing it being used and where are you seeing it could be used, AI, Sue? Yeah, um, it's
1: it's interesting that AI is such a broad topic uh, or, you know, series of topics as Matt was saying and it's useful and, and so is operational improvement um, or organisational improvement as well. So I think it's useful to think about a framework for your organisation and how you would, you know, kind of ratchet value or improvement out of each part part of your organization one of the i know it's it's old but one of the sort of valuable frameworks i use is the porter's value chain uh, which divides up your organization into parts um, like your supply chain inbound logistics operations Outbound logistics, marketing, sales, and uh, and and after sales service, and um, plus then all of the infrastructure type of uh, activities like you know management, HR, develop, mm-hmm. uh, technical development, and procurement, and so on. And you can actually slot in the AI tools to provide solutions to a number of challenges in each part of uh, that kind of organisational framework. Um, so thinking about somewhere like you know looking at the operations part. On that yeah. on that um, framework, one of the uh, tools that's commonly used and people would be quite familiar with it is um, computer vision. So that's the uh, that's the tool that is used on Google, I guess, for and Facebook for facial recognition. Yeah, um, but it can be used by uh, and it is used by um, a, a lot of companies, particularly packaging companies or packaging equipment companies, for sorting out uh, size, color, quality and so on on packaging lines, you know, let's say uh, yeah, for a fruit production company. Mm. That's the, the smaller scale. You could have it uh, being used at a much larger scale with drone imagery where you're teaching the computer vision artificial intelligence tool to recognize the differences in, in the photographs that you're taking for example you did thermal thermal Mm. imaging of your fields and it would automatically recognize where you needed you know maybe dry spots and wet spots and where you needed more fertilizer where the growth was less uh, in your field crops and hence uh, automatically um, produce the amount of fertilizer that you might require so there's all sorts of um, computer vision that's used out Mm. there there's some really interesting stuff there are more specialist firms that are, you know, specializing in, like, sort of similar to computer vision, but um, computer, so engineered biosensors to create a digital representation of smell sensory data. (laughs) Um, Okay. So uh, identifying, like, fresh or spoiled food or um, changes in fermentation levels, for example. Um, And then there's the kind of the, so they're all kind of in the operational space, but over in the um, consumer engagement space, there's there's also AI it's been used to create what was called like a gastrograph of um, flavors and aromas and textures to actually predict consumer preference um, if okay. you're creating kind of new product development and so on. So it's being very widely used across the field, this kind of sensory, uh, just, it means you don't have to have someone kind of, I guess, standing there watching for you know a particular defect or, yeah. you know, or even um, identifying pests or diseases. In uh, in your you know in your stock or your in your produce as it's growing. So yeah, computer vision and kind of associated types of AI are are super interesting.
0: Mm. Okay, so if I play that back, you're saying start with your business and break it down sufficiently so that you can see where your real pain points are. Then look at how you might solve them and and kind of then one of the tools is AI and bring AI in as opposed to starting with the technology and looking for a place to use it. Is that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's spot on. So, um, you know, identifying those challenges first. Um, Useful to think about different types of AI, the machine learning that Matt was um, referring to as well. Uh, So I guess instead of working with kind of five or six variables like a human would, AI can Handle, let's say, 20 variables to achieve optimization and performance, or reduction. You know, um, in in inefficiencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of just setting a single set point on your machine and walking away, uh, it can be um, optimizing that set point on a continuous basis based on the variables at, at the time: the infeed, the humidity, the temperatures, the you know, any other variables that, that um wrapped around your production. And there's a lot of value to be gained in in the the, the more data-based machine learning analytics. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's interesting. There's uh, there's l- literally just so
0: much we could talk about in this space uh, at the moment. But um, I guess in, 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 to respect time um, for our podcast, I guess we'll, we'll bring it to a close. And I, I want to ask you both as we close out, perhaps starting with Sue first, to um, – Maybe leave our listeners with a couple of kernels of, of advice or suggestion in terms of how they approach this, this this large and complicated area that could be transformative for their business. So, Sue, so what would you suggest to our listeners at this point?
1: If you're just starting out, I would pick a challenge uh, in your business that relates to your strategy, so what you're actually trying to achieve. For a lot of companies, there there will be a pillar around sustainability. Uh, let's say energy or water reduction, mm. uh, th- there will be a ton of data out, uh, you know, in your operations and your, around your organization relating to that. I would start building a partnership or an ecosystem of partners that can help you uh, use AI to analyze that data and, uh, and have a look into it, pick a, a small project and uh, have a go at it. And I think you will be surprised there is just so much opportunity out there.
0: Mm, yeah, fantastic, thank you
1: uh, And and Matt, we'll,
0: we'll give you the last word on this Again, same question um, what, what would your advice be to yeah. um, our listeners?
2: Yeah, so people have to be aware that um, you know a lot of AI projects fail And, and it's very clear from my experience The, the ones that succeed are, are where you've got expertise in AI But also a deep understanding of the business And so what we do is we'll talk to clients about you know possible use cases what the ai uh, can do Um, but what we've found is only through that discussion do you find that sort of magical intersection between the capabilities of ai uh, and an organizational problem that that needs to be solved and in one in one case, it was around um, preparing conversational AI. So if there's a, a, a recall um, and you have tens of thousands of people all wanting information or to lodge lodge tickets or requests that you've got that technology uh, up and running beforehand. For others, it was around setting up a uh, effectively a, a conversational agent that could, could talk to their clients um, to go out and find what their clients um, were mm-hmm. thinking. So, yeah, all I'd say is that AI is not an ICT project. Um, So don't treat it like an ICT project. Treat it like a a transformation project. And as Sue said, AI is about augmenting what we know already. Uh, It's not about, uh, as I say, about you know the technology so much as the application. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm so I'm so glad we got you both
0: on board today to um, to have a talk about this. It just feels like we've scratched the surface of it, and I know that you are just so deep into this at the moment, and And as I said, uh, I think at the start... I'm seeing. Um, we're seeing a ton of use cases and um, a lot of real value coming out whether it's on the, the, the front customer engagement end or in the operational processes or in the supply chain um, so this is this is real this is here right now and I am um, you know, I appreciate the fact that you've both come along today to um, share some of your insights into that so thank you very much and uh, thanks very much to our listeners for joining us as well. I look forward to bringing you another episode of F&B Sound Bites next week. Until then as we say in New Zealand, "Hi, and farewell."